After almost a month, welcome back to another episode of WFS, The Will Ford Show. And The Will Ford Show is on the road today in the car on the way to the Western and Southern Open, a ATP tennis tournament in Cincinnati, or, well, Mason, Ohio, I, I suppose. But I'm in the car with me, Madre, my mother, Natalie Ford. And uh, so we're just going to talk some tennis on the way there. We still have about you know half an hour or so before we get to the tournament. Uh, but mom, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, you've never been on the show before. Um, how you feel being on uh, your first podcast or any kind of like interview type setting? Um, I feel good. Fantastic. I love the energy. <laughs> um, so. Western and Southern Open. We don't have the big three in the men's draw this year. Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, or Novak Djokovic. Obviously, Djokovic just competed in the Olympics, so he's taking some time off until the U.S. Open. Rafa kind of dealing with an injury, a foot injury that he sustained a couple weeks ago in the uh, the Washington, D.C. tournament. And then Roger uh, is also dealing with some injuries right now. But how do you feel about those three not being uh, in the Western and Southern Open this year, the last you know big tournament before the U.S. Open? Uh, a little disappointed because that was uh, one of the things that we were looking forward to is hopefully seeing Fed, our favorite, um, before he could potentially retire. So um, heard about Djokovic about a week and a half ago. So I didn't mind not seeing him. Not my favorite favorite, but... Um, still would have been cool to have seen him. A little disappointed that Nadal isn't making it there. Um, but there's definitely some good people there that we're good to see today. So let's take a look at the order of play today. The matches we'll get to see, and we'll probably get there like a little after these 11 o'clock matches start. But on center court, the first match today is Simona Halep against Magda Lynette from Poland. I don't know really anything about Lynette, but Simona Halep is one of the best women's players in the world, and uh, she's got a couple majors under her belt, so I'm pretty excited to see her play today. I am too. Um, a little nervous with her. Sometimes when she's playing good, she's good, and she's pretty unbeatable, but she does have her moments where she struggles, and just because she's not playing a highly ranked player doesn't mean that uh, it's an easy match for her today. I do love Simona, though, because she does get to pretty much like every ball. She is an excellent defender, so I like her in that match today, even though I don't really know anything about Lynette or how high she's ranked in the world. See, other matches on center court. The men's side, we have Matteo Berrettini against Albert Ramos-Vanolas. I don't really know anything about Ramos-Vanolas from Spain, but Berrettini was in the Wimbledon final against Novak Djokovic uh, this summer and pushed Novak to four sets. He did win the fourth or the first set of the match. So uh, Berrettini seems like he's one of those players that is you know, kind of getting ready to break through with Novak and Rafa and Roger kind of getting a little older. Obviously, Djokovic is still far and away the best player in the world but like you see players like Berrettini starting to push through a little bit yeah it's nice to see some of those younger guys kind of pushing through so we don't have a bit of a lull uh, in between our goats leaving and new guys being there and he played really really well at Wimbledon this year so he was good to watch so I'm excited for that match this afternoon also on center court later on today Victoria Azarenka and then the last match of the night on center court is 
Lloyd Harris from Russia and Alexander Alexander Zverev from Germany. And Zverev won the gold medal this year at the Tokyo Olympics. He sure did. Um, not one of my favorite players, um, but uh, definitely, obviously, still interested in watching that match this evening. But uh, so we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Some other matches in the grandstand uh, starting at 11 o'clock. Grigor Dimitrov and Roberto Batista Agu. Those are two top-ranked players. We also have John Isner and Cameron Norrie. Isner's obviously from the U.S., so he'll be a, a fan favorite today. And for the tournament, Cam Norrie's from Great Britain. Ashley Barty, the best women's player in the world right now. You have Dennis Shapovalov, who had a great Wimbledon run, made it to the semifinal. Sloan Stevens from the USA. So those are some really good matches on the grandstand court today. Uh, who are some of those players that I mentioned, like Dimitrov, Isner, Nori, Batista, Gu, Barty, some of those players? Like, who are you most looking forward to watching out of those people? Um, obviously, definitely Ashley Barty being the number one uh, world, a uh, women's world tennis player. Um, but I'm really um, looking forward to the Isner Corey match, obviously, being also British as well as American. I uh, have a little favorite on both sides there. Uh, Cam Norrie's been playing really well this year. He just won his first title, or did he win two? I believe he won one. One. So he's been playing really well. Um, Isner is always fun to watch because he's just so he's such a tall guy and to watch him play is pretty cool he has a really really fast um serve so i think that'd be a good match to watch today if we get to see that yeah for those people who don't know uh my mother is british and so i'm half british um i guess so well because i was born in america i have an american dad yeah you were born here so you're not british but you have british heritage so correct yes side on the British side I suppose but that'll be a good match and Isner has kind of been struggling with injuries the last couple years but he had a really good Wimbledon run a couple years ago where it was in a marathon match with Kevin Anderson and lost that fifth set 26 games to 24 games I mean that's just a tough match to lose but Sloan Stevens will be playing later today in American uh, on some of the other courts some players that both of us like to watch, Marin Cilic and Gail Monfils, they're not playing against each other, but they will be playing uh, in separate matches later today. Belinda Bencic, who won the gold medal for the women at the Tokyo Olympics, is playing. Also a young up-and-coming player in Sebastian Corda from the USA. Uh, there's a lot of good players there, and I know Cilic and Monfils are two players that you really like. Um, not Cilic so much, but Monfils, he's... He's a bit of a comedian on the court, so it's kind of cool. I know we don't have Kyrgyz there, so uh, and you can always guarantee that Kyrgyz is going to, you know, there's going to be some shenanigans on the court. But Monfi is uh, another good, fun player to watch. Um, he likes to do some kind of like trick shots every now and again and stuff. So I watched him the other day um, in the Toronto tournament. So looking forward to him. And I say Isna, um, you can always guarantee a nice long match with Isna. So... <laughs> You're not going to, it's not going to be a, a quick two setter and over and done with. So it's kind of cool to watch his matches. You definitely get your money's worth when you watch Isner. But Isner is kind of the king of marathon matches because if you remember that one Wimbledon tournament, um, it might have been the first round years and years ago, it's probably 10 years ago, where the fifth set went over 100 games. They had to play a second day. So he's the king of those marathon matches. Uh, someone else will get to see is the recent winner of the Toronto Open on the women's side, 
uh, Camila Giorgi from Italy. Yeah, she's a she's a fun one to watch. Um, so I've watched her the last couple of years, and she's been doing really well. But she was explosive up there in Montreal, so definitely one to watch today. So hoping that we can get on those courts too and uh, get a look at her match, even if it's just for a, a little bit. And then one of the last notable players that I see. And I know you and I aren't big doubles fans, although Coco Goff did, a uh, young American teenager, she was in a doubles match yesterday that apparently was uh, pretty exciting. I didn't really m watch much of it, but what did you think of it? It was a really, really good match. Um, doubles matches, I think, are very underrated. They're really cool matches to watch. Um, and I, I forget who she was playing against yesterday, but I know they were ranked. They were, like I think, fifth. Um, but it's just amazing to watch. I mean, just the quickness that they have to have when they're playing doubles and just, I don't know, it's just, it's cool. Doubles matches are good to watch. And then one of the last notable players that I see uh, in the draw on the men's side, Hubert Hercoc from Poland, who made it to the Wimbledon semifinal this year beating Roger. He'll be playing uh, someone from Spain, Alejandro and if I butcher this, I'm very sorry. Uh, Alejandro Davidich Fokina from Spain. Uh, but Hercoc seems like one of those up-and-coming players. He kind of reminds me a lot of Milos Ronic from Canada from a couple years ago. Who, I mean, he's still a great player now, but really was on fire. He beat Roger. He beat some other notable players. And just went really deep in tournaments and now it's kind of faded away but Hercoc kind of seems like the new Ronic in a sense for me yeah he does um I always have this thing about Ronic that he always looks like he's uh just stepped out from an accounting meeting or uh, he's a bank manager and he's going to give you a loan um and this guy has the same kind of appearance on court very clean cut um but again another kind of like you just you don't pay attention to him I think that people just see him just go oh okay um but he's really good so he's definitely one to watch. So, yeah, another good match today. Now, as far as a prediction for the winner of the tournament on both the men's and the women's side, I know we only went through a handful of players, so we don't know everybody that's in the draw on both the men's and women's side. But just on the surface, just the players that you know in your head, of course, you know, Daniil Medvedev, who just won Toronto, he's in the men's draw. Uh, and then, you know, on the women's side, there's players like Angelique Kerber. So... Who do you think, just on the surface, could win this tournament uh, on the men's and the women's side? Um, on the men's, uh, there's most probably who I would like to see win and who will win. Uh, Medvedev seems very much on point at the moment. Um, he just had a really good win there in Toronto. Um, and he has a bye going into this tournament, which is certainly a huge um, a thing for him. I'm going to say that Medvedev is most probably going to take it, but I would like to see Sissipas get it. Um, I just hope he can get out of his head. He seems to be, he's done so well. And now I think he's just kind of just, I just, I don't, I don't want to say cocky, but just he just needs to just get out of his head and just play the game. Um, so Sissipas is who I want. I just have a sneaky suspicion that Medvedev is going to possibly uh, win this. Women, um, I like Kerber. I'd like to see Kerber get back on top of her game again. I think she's ranked 20th in the world. So um, Kerber would be the one I would like to see win it. Um, but I I think Barty, Barty's got this. So most probably Barty will win. Yeah, Barty's been the best player in the world over the last year or two. 
we also have Naomi Osaka playing in the Western and Southern, and I, she was actually in a press conference yesterday, and she actually got up and left the press conference because she was uh, a little emotional. I guess some reporter asked her and a question. The question itself wasn't a bad question, but the way he asked it, it was very targeted and very and kind of aggressive, and obviously Osaka, you know, struggles when uh, just emotionally a little bit um, when she feels like she's being attacked which obviously you know fair uh, I mean she, she doesn't deserve to be attacked but did you see that news where she had when she was in that press conference and got up and left and then came back no what did he say to her so it was some question about like how do you balance you know being a, a tennis player with such a high profile but also being on social media and and I guess being a part of the media at the same time and I guess the question was very aggressive towards her and uh, and she answered the question but then immediately got kind of emotional and got up and left well I can see her I mean obviously it wasn't a bad question to ask because that is what most people want to know is how do you have that balance in life she most probably was offended by it because she does have some issues with anxiety and depression and she most probably took it the wrong way that he was commenting on her you know her issues with depression and anxiety so well, and plus she's had a history of just getting up and leaving press conferences before or just not participating in them at all because she didn't answer any questions or talk to any media at the olympics no she didn't and i understand i mean i i do sympathize with her with the uh, depression and anxiety um it can be debilitating and i i get that um but she does have a role with the job that she has of being a tennis star to um answer questions um so she's obviously got to find a balance there that she's comfortable with um and obviously we just need to be mindful of you know we can't pry too much into things with her because she's also a personal, you know, she's a personal life that she wants to keep personal. Um, but I don't know. I, I actually forgot that she was in the tournament, to be honest with you. Um, I do like her, but I, I think right now with how she's feeling mentally, I don't think mentally she'll be there for the game um, until she can sort that kind of side out I'm not saying she won't play well and she might um, I hope she does well I hope she can prove wrong but I think she needs to get herself more focused um, before she'll maybe be right back up there in the top ranks with Barty and you know the rest of the girls um, so it's just time we'll see I suppose Osaka is ranked second for the tournament, but is but I don't I agree with you in the sense that she's not on the same level as some of the other players from a mental standpoint. Um, but of course, you know, you said you sympathize with it. Of course, I do as well. So obviously, you want her to be mentally all there for sure. Um, my picks for the tournament, uh, I would like to see on the men's side Andy Murray win it since he did get a wild card into this tournament. He did win yesterday against uh, Richard Gasquet. It was a good win for him. And so I would like to see him get back on top. He has won a couple of small tournaments since he's been back from the numerous surgeries he had on his hip. I would like to see him put it all together, though, and win probably the, you know, the biggest hardcore tournament on the U.S. Open side of the schedule. And we know that... Indian Wells and Miami are the two big tournaments on kind of the Australian Open side, like the early part of the year. 
But I'd like to see him win this big one against some of the top players and just give him some momentum going into the U.S. Open. On the women's side, my favorite tennis player to watch right now is Bianca Andreescu, who won the U.S. Open a couple years ago against Serena. And since then, she's been dealing with injuries. And uh, so she hasn't gotten you know quite back to that level yet, but she's someone that I would like to see um, reach that level again here soon. Yeah, um, I like watching her. She's good. I also like Collins. Um, she actually uh, retired yesterday from a game, Danielle Collins. Um, she's she's actually won two of her first uh, tournaments um, this year. So I was a little disappointed that she's not going to continue on. And then Andy Murray, yeah, I mean, obviously, being British, um, he's certainly uh, he's a GOAT over there. Um, so it'd be really cool to see him get back into the game. Even if he doesn't win this, I certainly would love to see him get through the quarterfinals, potentially semifinals. Um, that would certainly push him up the ranks a little bit. Definitely a confidence booster going into the US Open. So uh, again, this is ATP WTA 1000. So uh, this is, like I say, this is, this is big. This is like one little tick below a US Open. So uh, definitely would like to see him go as far as he can in this tournament to get his ranking back up. Now, U.S. Open predictions, um, since this is the last big tournament. There are a couple smaller tournaments after this before the U.S. Open, but the U.S. Open is going to be in a couple weeks, and this one kind of gets everyone ready. Men's side and women's side, who do you think the champion of each tournament will be? Um, well, obviously, I, Djokovic is going to be going for it. He's going for a record that he wants that Grand Slam this year, so, you know, um, calendar Grand Slam so definitely I can see him being um, a very high contender for it obviously we know Fed's not going to be in it because he's out for the rest of the season I'm not a huge Djokovic fan and I don't want him to get any more titles <laughs> um, but, but that's just mean um, and then women's again I mean it'd be nice to see Andrescu up there um, body but like, the women are, are all over the shop I mean you can have one win this tournament and then have a lower rank so I don't know I mean um, I'll go with Bardi because she is definitely having a good year um, I suppose we'll see after this tournament and have a better idea of where everybody's at physically and mentally that's a fair point yeah women's side I mean we don't know if Serena's going to be playing or not I mean yeah. she's she's been hurt she got hurt after Wimbledon so we'll see you know what happens with uh, Serena Williams and we are driving right past the uh the stadium right now so here in a few minutes we'll be uh getting ready for some western and southern open tennis but you touched on one thing this will be the last thing before we hop off of here roger federer done for the season uh, he had knee surgery you know about a year and a half two years ago well not two years ago a year and a half ago that set him out for a while and uh, he came back for the french open uh, and kind of tweaked it a little bit tweaked his knee and uh, and then sat out uh, and pulled out of the, the quarterfinals of the French Open and then got ready for Wimbledon. Didn't really have a great grass court season leading up to Wimbledon, but made it all the way to the quarterfinals and then, quite honestly, just got the doors blown off of him by Hubert Hurkacz in three sets, and that last set was a bagel, six love. And Federer admitted weeks after that, he made his knee injury he re-aggravated that knee injury and he's going to need surgery again uh to really get back to the level that he wants to get to and so he's going to be on crutches for the next several weeks and be out for probably the next several months and might 
be back for the Australian Open in 2022. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I said disappointed that he won't be in the you know out for the out, won't be playing for the rest of the season. Um, but obviously, realistically, he just turned 40 here on August the I think it was August the 8th. Um, so. Um, but then again, you know, he's had surgery before, came back and won the Australian. So, you know, you never know. Maybe this is good and this is what he needs to be able to continue playing for longer. Um, so fingers crossed um, he's back next year um, and can get some more titles under his belt. But just to even see him play would just be great. So um, just wishing Roger all the best for a speedy recovery and to get himself back on court ASAP. Yeah, Roger did turn 40, but he made it to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon on a bad knee. And if you make it to the quarterfinals in any major tournament, you're definitely one of the 10 best players in the world. He's currently ranked number nine. And uh, I think, you know, on a good knee, Roger more than likely would have made the final against Djokovic. And uh, who knows, you know, it would have been a rematch of that thrilling five setter from 2019 that Roger should have won. He had two championship points and couldn't close the door. So. Uh, we'll see if Roger can get, get can get back to that level. I think if anyone can, it is Roger who might be able to, you know, steal one more major before he retires. But it is unfortunate we won't get to see him today because it t- today could have been our only opportunity to watch him play live. Uh, because who knows what the future holds? You know, at age forty, anything can happen. And uh, you know, one more minor injury that requires surgery, and it could be. You know, all she wrote for the great Roger Federer. But uh, we are pulling into the parking lot here at the Western and Southern Open. So that'll wrap things up for Natalie Ford and myself. Uh, Mom, thanks so much for coming on the Will Ford Show. It's been four years too long. It sure has. Thank you very much. Hopefully you'll have me back soon. All right. So Western and Southern Open coming up. This episode is being recorded before day two of the Western and Southern Open. But... uh, we did talk about these matches. Just wanted to put it on the record that we recorded this beforehand. This we posted after the fact. Uh, so thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you in the next episode of WFS The Will Ford Show.